Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have some of the most shocking facts about serial killers that we may or may not know already interesting okay so in the john wayne gacy case there were so many bodies crammed underneath the house that the bodies were melted together the bones had to be sorted for more than two years to put together full skeletons oh my gosh that is so how in the fuck did he live in that house fucking crazy that had to have oh my god yeah disgusting and didn't he have a family i think i thought he did they must have moved out or something Jeez. and wasn't that one where they said that when the cops got there like they couldn't like they were all like throwing up yeah i think so yeah 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 Next one, Pee Wee Gaskins, the most prolific serial killer in South Carolina, drove around in a hearse with a bumper sticker that read, I haul dead people. He told people that he needed it to take the bodies of people he killed to his private cemetery. Oh my gosh, I've never even heard of him. I've heard of him, but I don't remember like much about him. Hmm. Not very prolific then, is he? Uh, Apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think any of them should be. No, no. Like I said, I I like Dan Cummins' idea of giving them really stupid nicknames. Ah, <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, that would be great. That would be great. Next one, Jeffrey Dahmer gave the people in his apartment building sandwiches that could have possibly been made from his victim's flesh. Ugh. Yum. Could you imagine being those people when they found out? No. Oh, oh my God, I would die. Oh my God. Ugh. no that's just like the elisa liam yeah people oh, drinking the water no oh my god <laughs> showering in it no <laughs> i'm so clean no it's awful gross <laughs> uh jeffrey dahmer had so many bodies in his apartment that he ran out of room and stored one victim in his bathtub he proceeded to shower over him every day for a month Think about that, straddling over a rotten corpse to get fresh and clean for the day. <laughs> Perfect. Oh That's the kind God. of decor I want in my bathroom. Uh, what? How do they stand the I, smell? I How? Don't know. I don't know. Well, it's just like those people that have horrible BO and they're just walking around like everything's fine. I and mean, like how do they don't how do they not smell that? I had that squirrel, that dead squirrel in my oh, car yeah. for, what, four days? I couldn't stand it. Well, you're normal. And that was a little bitty squirrel. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. How. I could I don't. How did the people that lived around him not smell that? Oh. Uh-huh. And how did they know, like, how you know rotting, like, if it's a dead animal, you can usually tell it's a dead animal. Oh, yeah, definitely. So... Uh, they had to have known that something was rotting in there like and there's no mistaking the smell of dead flesh i think he did tell them that he had rotting meat in his apartment like if they asked about it i think he said it was like deer meat or something that had gone bad so maybe i don't know 
Blah. I, I mean, I guess the first you wouldn't <laughs> your first thought wouldn't be dead people of your neighbor. No, well, yeah, you're I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would be like, "Oh, well, can you get rid of it cuz it fucking stinks." Yeah. But I wouldn't immediately think dead person. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't. Why would yeah. you? Cuz we don't think that way. Oh my god. Gratefully. Yeah. Um ever heard of John Edward Robinson? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but this next one's about him. It says, I have a family member who briefly dated John Edward Robinson. She almost, but not quite, fit the profile of his victims. One time when he picked her up, her adult son was visiting the house, met him, and shook his hand. He ghosted her after that. Because there was a male yeah. too close to her? Oh my. Um, it says also my mom was living in a mobile home park in Wichita during BTK's killing spree. My dad was deployed overseas. They had a big German shepherd who she would put outside for a little bit every night before going to sleep. And she said for a while she had to bring him in early because he would just go crazy barking, growling and snarling every night. Shortly after he stopped doing that, there was a BTK murder not too far from the mobile home park. Scary mm, stuff. That's very scary. Fuck yeah, it is. Ooh, what did that German Shepherd see? Uh, next one, the Hillside Stranglers picked up a young woman to murder. Then they discovered that her father was Peter Laurie, a, ho- a legendary Hollywood character actor. They let her go because they feared that killing a celebrity's daughter would bring too much attention. Lucky her. Seriously. Next one, I'm surprised we don't hear more about Robert Hansen, a popular... In popular culture, he would kidnap women and turn them loose in the Alaskan Alaskan wilderness, where he would then hunt them like animals and kill them. He didn't have the highest number of victims, but his method of hunting them for sport is absolutely insane. Oh, God. Could you imagine? That is horrible. That is. That is horrible. That is torture. No. That's probably even worse than kidnapping someone and keeping them chained up in your basement yeah because you have this hope of being able to escape but you really can't yeah yeah you're being hunted that is no no, that is it's like um mental torture oh yeah yeah uh mac ray edwards he was a serial killer who worked for cal trans he'd kill his victims then bury the bodies in places he would later help build the highways over not all his victims have been found, and many are likely to still be under some of California highways. You may have driven over them countless times. Mm, great. Yikes. Imagine how many bodies we drive over every oh, day. Oh, yeah. Just from, you know, the beginning of America. Yeah. Till now. Just so many. Just, you know, yeah. So many. Uh, next one, how Jack the Ripper always cuts the throat of his victims in a way that stops blood from getting on his clothes. Ugh. Ugh. that's creepy that irritates me that they never found i know but it was like before and how i mean yeah i don't know how they would have been able to that was before dna yeah and that was any kind of forensic but the 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 amount of of women that were killed in that area you would think that they would be able to pin someone or someone would have saw but it was a bad area right so even if they did see something they probably wouldn't yeah say anything 
they were afraid that it would come back on him somehow, probably. And I also think, well, movies have portrayed him as someone, like, really rich that these women just automatically trusted because he was, like, inviting them into a car and, I think, um, giving them grapes and, you know, things that they don't, didn't get ever. And not to mention, if it was a rich guy, back in those days, well... It's not much different now, but back in those days, you didn't go against yeah. the wealthy yeah, at all. Yeah. Who knows? Could have been the lead cop investigating it. Who fucking knows? Well, that's true. <laughs> you never know. Um, aside from the killing, BTK is such a self-serving, pompous piece of shit. He actually makes people fill out an application to write him in prison. Oh, he's such a dick. <laughs> He is such a dick. He's fuck such a you. dorky piece of shit, too. Like, fuck you. Who the fuck do you think you are? Why do these people give them the time of fucking day? They're crazier than the, the killers, apparently. Because who does that? And then these stupid bitches that want to marry them. Oh, my God. What the fuck is wrong with you? I know. What? I don't... I... <sighs> they deserve to be put in a hole and forgotten about. Yeah, both of them can go together in a hole. Yeah. Be like, sure, you guys can get married. Sure, go ahead. See you never. (laughs) Next one, not necessarily the killer himself, but the use of DNA and ancestry websites to identify the chameleon killer and the Golden State killer is fascinating. In both cases, they uploaded the killer's DNA as a fake profile to find family matches. Then they trace the family history from there and narrowed down the suspects by location, date, etc. Once they found suspects, they test that person's DNA against the initial sample to confirm a match. Both cases have been great uh, podcasts where they do go into detail about the process. I don't know what they're talking about. There. That's fucking great. Fuck yeah, it is. And there's nothing they can do about no. it because it's someone in their family, somewhere in their family tree. Yeah. That yeah. did it. Innocent. And, I mean, totally yeah. innocent doing and something. they can't do a fucking thing about it. <laughs> yep. Now, if they start going crazy and getting people for like parking tickets and shit that way, yeah, that totally, is not cool. That's not cool. But yeah, if you murder people, yeah, yeah fuck you. Definitely. Uh, Ted Bundy worked as a suicide hotline center with author Ann Rule. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. The Golden State Killer, known at the time as the East Area Rapist, would often break into homes of couples, making the the woman tie up the man. He would stack dishes on the back of the man and threaten that if he heard dishes fall, he would kill everyone in the house. He would then assault the woman and ransack the house for hours. Yeah, I knew that too. Uh, it says at a community meeting about the rapist, a macho man stood up and went out, went on a rant about how a real man would never let such a thing happen to him or his wife. The rapist proceeded to attack that man and his wife soon after, meaning he was attending the community meeting himself. Yep. About himself. Mm. Oh my God. Piece That's of shit. Don't be cocky. Don't. Mm. Just don't. They, they can't help themselves, apparently, because obviously they have yeah. no self-control whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was neglected by his parents in childhood and hadn't even seen his mother 10 years prior to incarceration. At sentencing, his father and stepmother asked for 10 minutes to say goodbye and a hug. 
His father often visited him in prison, and he had weekly phone calls from his mother. Despite the heinous crimes, they seemed to have some kind of unconditional love. That's interesting. Yeah, I I was thinking about that when you were saying that. I guess, you, I mean, you don't just stop loving somebody. But you how... You can be horrified by what they did, but... Well, why would they neglect him during childhood, but then after they found out he did these horrible things, then they were willing to contact him? Yeah, that is weird. That's weird. I wonder if they wanted something out of it, or maybe they didn't like the way they were being portrayed as being neglectful parents. So they were like, hmm, maybe I should call. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce this guy. Maybe Icy Sawa Sagawa? Icy Sagawa. I'm going to go with that. Sounds good. A cannibal who caught was caught in France and pronounced insane. However, after going to a, a mental asylum in Japan, they declared him as being sane, and he checked out straight after. He's still free to this day, and if I remember correctly, in interviews, as he has stated, he may kill and eat human flesh again. While I was watching the interviews, I felt beyond unsettled. Really, it doesn't make me feel better that he's still out there. Yeah, I remember that story. Uh, yeah, me too. Such bullshit. A Brazilian serial killer, Little Petey, <laughs> <laughs> murdered over 40 people in prison. He began by murdering the gang that killed his girlfriend, then stabbing his father, who was in prison for killing his mother during a visit. <laughs> wow. Uh, he was well-liked because he was considered a sort of vigilante avenger. Despite killing indiscriminately within prison, no difference between drug possession and a murderer. Uh, because of Brazil's odd sentencing laws, he could only serve a maximum of 30 years and is currently a YouTuber and ranch hand. What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? Th- only 30 years no matter what yeah that's a that's the case in several countries i believe that is bullshit yeah they should never see the light of day absolutely again. not no no i have yeah i personally think if 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 you murder someone like first degree murder intended to murder them plan to murder them they should take you out back and shoot you or have a machine do it if nobody wants to i think they should be <clears throat> killed in the same way absolutely that they killed whatever person absolutely i do they killed eye for an eye eye for an eye i like if there is like no if there is no question if they are not trying to deny it like zero question whatsoever yes then they should be taken back and shot or whatever yes. done to them because the, there's too many people in prison that are in their wrongly accused yeah i totally believe that yeah so but there are also ones that there is no doubt whatsoever exactly that they did it yeah absolutely like if, if there is complete evidence that shows you know like if it's on video camera for instance mm-hmm. they need to die they need to be taken off the earth personally i think that now if there's any doubt if they're saying i didn't do this you know for whatever reason i don't believe that we should do that because you know it is what it is, but if if they if there's no question whatsoever, yeah, yeah, bye, yeah. Um, let's see. Mark Brandon Reed, aka Chopper, was a renowned killer in Australia. However, he only targeted drug dealers and people who made attempts on his life. 
When he got old, he was told he had liver cancer and only had a few weeks to live. He was asked by the TV show 60 Minutes Australia if he wanted one last interview before he died. He accepted. He was asked all about the murders, which he previously claimed as self-defense, not him or he covered them up. He just confessed to all of them, claiming they were never self-defense, and he committed the ones he previously denied. Did that make sense? Kind of. So basically what he was saying was that it wasn't self-defense. Yeah, I murdered all these people just because. Yeah. Nice. Well, at least he got it off his chest before he died, I guess. (laughs) Good on you, man. (laughs) Uh, Next one, Jeffrey Dahmer didn't eat people with tattoos because he said the ink made the flesh taste weird. Oh, my God. Uh, Phew. I don't think anyone's going to eat me then. You've got plenty of uncovered. Just be safe. Get tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) In 1985, the Night Stalker was terrorizing L.A. I was a young Marine there, and a friend asked me and another guy if we would stay the night, since her parents had to go out of town. I thought it was silly. He hadn't hit Orange County, but anything to get out of the barracks. That night, he hit just a few houses down in Mission Vio. Some kid heard him and alerted his dad, who called the, the cops. That was the first lead they got. It was it always bugged me that I didn't take it seriously at all, and it happened that close. I think we were pretty drunk that night. It was pretty sobering. That is still my favorite capture. Oh my gosh! Of all time. Hell yeah! That is that the best. Is, it was so fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. People were pissed. Well, yeah. Have we talked about that on the podcast? Uh huh. Well, if you don't know... I think we did, but go ahead. Night Stalker was... What's his name? Richard... Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez was, like, literally chased through the town because everyone was like, oh, my fucking God, there he is. And they took off after him. He, like, literally ran down the street. (laughs) The the townspeople were after him. (laughs) It was a mob. That's funny. (laughs) It was great. Uh, Dennis Rader, a.k.a. BTK, Bind, Torture, Kill, started communicating with police after years of silence in, like, uh, 2004. He had gone decades without being caught and once again started sending taunting letters and items to them. He asked them if he could be traced if he sent them his writings on a floppy disk, and they assured him (laughs) through... Through a communication in a newspaper, then no, he we can't is the trace smartest you. person ever to live. They'll never catch him. People never lie, right? They don't ever lie. But no, like they can't trace you at all. So he sent him a floppy disk, and they found metadata li- linking to his church. He was arrested shortly thereafter. He was hurt that they would lie to him because he thought they had developed a rapport. Oh my god. Aww. That's so sad. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> okay, this one's horrific. Dennis Rader, BTK killer, once put a victim victim's children in the bathroom with toys while he tied up their mother and killed her. Rader killed the young woman by putting a plastic bag over her head and tying the ligature around her neck. Her young children cried and screamed repeatedly, trying to escape from the bathroom to help their mother. By the time one of the children managed to force the bathroom door open, the 26-year-old mother was dead and the killer had left. 
piece of shit. Whenever I read about BTK Killer waiting for one of his next victims to come home and then getting frustrated and leaving due to her running late, it gives me chills. That woman cheated death. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Harold Shipman, he lost his mother watching how morphine eased her pain before she passed. Then he became a doctor using morphine overdoses to kill people, especially rich old ladies. Uh, I don't recall which one it was, but I remember hearing that there was a killer who would only go into the home if the front door was unlocked, because otherwise he didn't feel welcome. Lock your doors. Lock your doors. Uh, he, he checked the windows, too. And don't open the door don't. to anybody you don't know. Get a storm door. That's what I did, and it's the best thing I've ever done. I don't need a storm door. I just don't open my door. Well, you did. Just Shut putting that up. out there. Shut Sometimes up. we don't think. We were supposed to forget about that. <laughs> because, yes, I was the biggest dumbass ever. If you had a storm door, you'd still have a door in between when you opened the door don't open the door never locked anyway <laughs> by the time i got rid of it it wouldn't even fucking close oh well i'm telling you <laughs> get a new one. Oh sure i'll just pull out all my money and give me a new door <laughs> okay next one <laughs> ted bundy helped in the investigation of the green river killer and made a psych profile which ended up being closer to the actual green river killer than the fbi's own psych profile that was also a huge part of inspiration for the Silence of the Lambs. Bundy also tried to masturbate to photos of his crime scenes when Detective Keppel brought them in, which is why he stopped letting Bundy keep the files. What a creep. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, my grandmother met Ted Bundy on her college campus, and he attempted to get her friend to go off with him. My grandmother said she got a bad bad vibe from him because he was such a happy person and she felt like he was forcing the emotion a bit much her friend however wanted to go with him and was completely blinded by his charm my grandmother took her friend by the hand and walked away good on hell her. yeah she saved her life 100 percent. Yes, she did oh my god like we've said over and over a grown man does not need your help no walk away and people who are too happy um no <laughs> I would walk away just because of Seriously, that. Seriously, okay. like, fuck off what and is walk that away. Smile plastered across your face. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so we're all happy, and I'm like, no. Ew. Yeah, no. <laughs> Later. I'm a cloudy kind of gal, not a sunshine. <laughs> um, I don't know. This guy's it's Polish. Paul, I'll go with Paul Tucklin. Sure. A Polish serial killer was admitted into a psychiatric ward. He started making sculptures out of bread and was quite good at it. He fell in love with one of the doctors there and to show his affection made a vagina out of bread. He used natural hair too <laughs> and gave it to the doctor. Oh my God. She then suffered a mental breakdown. Oh my God. <laughs> can't handle the bread vagina i can't handle <laughs> bread vagina with oh, the real hair Ew! Oh, <laughs> oh no that's a horrifying oh my what god the fuck? <laughs> ew 
Okay, my last one. If you wrote John Wayne Gacy, he would send you a questionnaire to see if you were good enough to be friends with him. <laughs> Got another one of those. Fuck off, Gacy. Yeah. You ain't all that. And those were my horrible facts for the week. Okay, well, that was... Enlightening? Yes. (laughs) Okay, this week I did creepy things kids tell their parents. Love these. My two and a half year old boy looked me in the eye thoughtfully and said, I want to take your head off and put it in the closet so you're gone. He later specified exactly where... (laughs) <laughs> opened and pointed in his ikea cabinet saying in here daddy oh my what that's not very nice no that's pretty <laughs> creepy actually <laughs> two-year-old daughter to my wife happy last birthday mommy oh what my mom told me once when i lived in an old apartment and i was about three i would stare and my mom mum goes what are you looking at and i go a girl mummy and a ghost believer she is goes what does she look like i said she's white mummy then black then white then black <laughs> mum done some research and apparently a young girl died in that house of a fire and she got burned alive <gasps> creepy if you ask me yeah that is creepy yeah this was several years ago i had a cousin he was about five years old and he always went to sleep with a blue stuffed rabbit named fluffy We noticed he stopped sleeping with it, and we just assumed he lost it. Then one day, as I was sitting on the couch, he whipped me, he whipped me with a short USB cord. I asked him why he would do that for no reason, and this was his reply. The man who watches me at night said to do it, or I wouldn't ever see Fluffy again. The day after that, he found Fluffy under his pillow. Um, that's creepy. Uh, yeah. Oh my... I don't know what I would do if my kid did something creepy like that. I don't know. Because, I mean, be scared of your kid? That's not... Ugh. That's awful. Well, I wouldn't be scared of my kid. I'd be scared what's in my fucking house. Well, well yeah. Telling my but, kid that shit. Yeah. When I was talking in my six-year-old son, he told me, Mom, I'm afraid of our basement. I asked him why, and he replied, because there's lots of clown heads floating around in our basement. What? I no longer go into the basement <laughs> at night. Oh my gosh, what? (laughs) My three-year-old nephew was at my cottage. He's asking me numerous times about the girl over there while pointing at one of the back bedrooms. The place is small and there is definitely nobody there, so I just dismiss it as a really active imagination. He has lots of imaginary friends. Hmm. Then some friends are visiting and they have a daughter around the same age. She has never met my nephew. Twice in one day, she asked about the pretty girl while pointing at the exact same room. Definitely caught me out, and I didn't know what to think. Then at Christmas, my family was over at my place, and my nephew points at a picture of my wife and asks if she's coming to visit us here, or does she just stay at the cottage? My wife died 10 years ago. Ooh, creepy. Yes. My friend's four-year-old boy asked me if I missed Daniel, my husband, and I said... And I said, where you got that from? I'm his babysitter. And then he said, you're 21 and your husband wanted you to know I was terrified. My husband had a car crash and died before my 21st birthday. Every time I sit in front of my laptop since this day, I'd see a man walk in front of my window outside. So I'd lock the door always. And another day, the kid told me that Daniel said, 
Why are you locking me out? Don't you love me anymore? So I ran off and called his parents. I never wanted to go back to the house anymore. My friend told me that if I want, I can come at her house. I said, no, I'm scared of her son. Oh, Did that makes sense. It was a not little. written very well. No, but I, it made a little sense. I'm telling my sister I want to be cremated when I die. My nephew overhears. TT, when you die, can I have some of you to wear around my neck? Um, why? So you can stay with me forever. I love you. Okay, sure, honey. I'll add it to my will. What can I get? Huh? Well, will I get an arm, the legs? <laughs> because I really want a boob. He was seven. <laughs> oh my gosh! He wants to wear a boob around his neck? Uh, that's, that's not good. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I asked my three-year-old daughter if she wanted babies when she grew up. Her response, yes, so I can chop off their heads and watch them die. Oh, no babies for you. No. Oh, my. My daughter used to stare off into space when she was younger. When she was four, she stopped playing and just stared into an empty corner of the room. He's like an angel, but all black, and there's smoke around him. He wants me to come with him. Oh. I got a priest into the house the next day. Oh, my. That's creepy. I went to my friends to play some video games. My friend's little sister, barely four, watches me play Resident Evil. I know, bad idea. <laughs> Looks at me and says, A human bite hurts when it cuts through flesh, but don't worry, the pain will go away fast. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I went to my little cousin's house once during the nighttime, and somehow a conversation of things he does to get ready for bed started. It went something like this. Brandon, I like to brush my teeth, but I can't do it when the lady with no legs is crawling around in the hallway at night. Ooh. I didn't go to the bathroom at night for weeks. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Oh, my God. Neither. That is creepy. Not my child, but my girlfriend's niece. She was three. I was showing her how to play a digiter digiteroo. Did digeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> After becoming bored with it, she picked it up and whispered through it directly at me. You're going to die in a fire. Oh, lovely. Isn't that nice? <laughs> a little boy my wife looked after drew a picture of a girl sitting on a toilet with a bomb in it. Oh. And then drew the girl and the toilet all exploded and bloody. And when she asked him, horrified, what he meant by it, he said, that's you. Oh. That's how I'm going to kill you. Oh my gosh. That is mean. I would be pissed. I wouldn't be scared. I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be pissed too. Yeah, you just don't know how you're going to react. You know, if your yeah, kid creeps true. you out. Yeah. <laughs> About two years, two years ago, my cousin and little brother were four, and they were just having a regular little kid conversation when all of a sudden my cousin looked at me and said, let's strain her blood. What the fuck? <laughs> My cousin walks around saying he's going to stab people's eyes out. Oh, wait, this is numbered. Sorry. Oh. One. Oh. My cousin walks around saying he's going to stab people's eyes out. Two. He woke up crying for a shotgun. What? Three. His favorite movie is Chucky. Oh, my gosh. My cousin is three. Wow. Woke up crying for a gun? Unless it was a past life thing. That's what I was thinking. That's creepy. One time when my family was visiting Sedona, Arizona, allegedly known for psychic happenings, 
My brother and I were sitting with my parents next to another family. When my brother, about four years old at the time, decided to get up and walk over to this family. As my parents were yelling at him to get back over to our table, he ignored my parents, then gazed up at the family and said, How did your son die? My parents were obviously distraught and yelled at him, but then the family started crying and said their son recently died, and they were open to explaining to my brother how it happened. It was definitely surreal. <laughs> One day I was getting ready to leave on an important business trip like I always do. My three-and-a-half-year-old daughter says, Don't go, Mommy. You'll die. Your plane is going to crash. I was so freaked out, but I still had to go. Thankfully, the plane didn't crash, but we did have bad turbulence. <laughs> One day when my son was six, we were at the ice skating rink. He started crying hysterically and couldn't catch his breath. He was trembling. I asked what was wrong. He said, The zombies are in their, on their way. They're coming. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was a movie that he watched too yeah, young. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> There's an old abandoned house across the street that the lady who lived there died, and they are tearing down so there's no door up. I guess up to the front door? I was thinking they like already took the front door off. That's what I was thinking. Like, it's just an open house. Oh, okay. My daughter, six, was riding her bike back and forth in front of it. All of a sudden, drops the bike and comes running, yelling, Mom, I told you there were ghosts in that house. I saw it. Yeah, right. How you know you saw a ghost and not the man working over there? She looks me in the eye and says so plainly, Mom, she has no feet. Oh, that's creepy. That's not written well. (laughs) None of these seem to be. I know. When I was about four, I would remember talking to Mr. Peterson whenever I was at my grandmother's house. He looked like a hobo from the Great Depression and had a guitar and sang me old-timey blues. He told me that he died when he fell off a train he was riding whilst drunk on moonshine. I stopped seeing him when I was about six. Anyway, six months ago, I found my dad's old acoustic guitar and started playing, and my little cousin told me, Mr. Peterson is proud of you, and left. I don't know what to think. Holy shit, that's a ghost. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was great. That one was a good one. Yeah. When my brother was a kid, he talked about the moon coming into his room and giving him half an hour to get a banana. I don't know. I don't get it. Did you get it? Not really. Okay. At the time, four-year-old told me, when mommy doesn't listen to you, you should choke her. Me, honey, people shouldn't choke each other. Her, but mommy doesn't listen sometimes and needs a good choke. What the fuck? Where did he learn that? I don't know. Oh, my. My daughter was chatting in her bed late one night. I went in to check on her. Who are you talking to? My ghost friend, Molly. Okay, well, tell Molly it's time to sleep. Good night, Molly. Found out a week later the original owner of the house in 1916 had a baby that died very soon after being bored. Her name was Molly. I still can't sleep right. Oh my, that is creepy. I've always been sensitive to stuff. I used to live in an apartment complex, and I knew there was a young woman attached to the house. She would walk between the bathroom and the laundry room. I was pretty sure she had drowned, but never tried to hurt me nor my daughter. Well, when my daughter was about two, we were laying on the ground, facing each other, coloring together. She was facing the laundry room, and she looked up and looked right behind me and focused on the lady. Focused on the lady. I could tell. Then she says, Mommy, are ghosts bad? And I told her, No, baby. Not all of them. Not all of them. They are just stuck. And she put her head back down and kept coloring. 
We lived there for two years and she would regularly talk to the ghost. We shared a room so she would always talk to her and face the closet. It always scared people when they would hear her having a full conversation when she would do the room. Hmm. That's weird because at first I thought it was like, um, what are the, what is it, the, the loops? The... Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Residual? Residual. At first I thought it was a residual haunting because it said she just went from the laundry room yeah. to the bathroom. But then, like, it took a turn where, like, it maybe wasn't residual and like no not if it thing. was communicating that's weird that yeah. makes me wonder if residual hauntings aren't what we think they are you never know yeah kid knock knock parent who's there kid big tits parent um big tits who kid i'm a rip off your big tits roast them and serve for dinner Kid runs along, parent in shock, friend's son. We all know how he's going to turn out. Um, um, what the fuck? I don't know. I'd have a problem with that. Yes, I would too. <laughs> I would be horrified. Yeah, where does that come from? If that was my child, yeah. I would be horrified. Yeah. What do you do? And I'd probably like, beat that. <laughs> to this day, my parents were, will lock our kitchen knives in a cabinet. I always thought it was strange until my dad finally told the story. Until I was eight, I would sleepwalk almost every single night. I would go around the house and turn on every electronic that I... Then I would go into the kitchen and get all the knives and put them in a circle around me. And then I would sit in the middle of it and start talking absolute gibberish. If my dad would try to get me out of the circle, I would pick up a knife and yell, He will get you! Then I would death glare at him until he backed away. I would sit there for like 30 minutes. Then I would move all the knives and walk back to my bed. What the actual fuck? That's creepy. That is beyond creepy. That's like ritual weirdness. Where does that come from? I don't know. I don't know. This is my last one. I was standing in the kitchen doing dishes one day, and my baby sister, who was around three at the time, just walks in, looks at our dog for a minute, and says, I know, Bob, but killing people is wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's the son of Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I have people share weird experiences that they could never explain. First one, when my sisters and I were little, we would spend the night at our grandparents' house quite frequently. It was just a tiny house, so there were, no, so there probably wasn't much need, but I remember my grandpa would always come check in on us before turning in. He died in December of 2018. I was living with my mom then, just having gotten out of a bad relationship in September. The night we got his urn back, I remember being woken up because my door opened on its own. Something that had never happened before because the door was heavy and sat crooked in its frame. So it wasn't easily opened. And yet it just did. Coincidentally on that same night, grandpa's urn came home. I'm not a huge paranormal buff or anything like that, but I couldn't help feeling like maybe he was checking in on me. Hmm. That's nice. Next one. When I was on vacation with my extended family in a tourist area, the adults went out to the casinos one night and had my eldest cousin babysit. She was 16 or 17. 
The parents joked and said, if we win big, we'll send a limousine to pick you guys up. Fast forward a couple hours, the apartment phone rings. The caller says he's a limousine driver here to pick up the Oliver family, our last name. Shocked and excited, my eldest cousin calls her mom's mobile to confirm everything. Confused, her mom says that they definitely have not sent any limousine. Turns out another family in the same apartment building with the same last name had a limousine called that night, and the driver accidentally dialed our apartment number instead of theirs. Seriously, what are the chances? <laughs> That's so funny that she joked about that, and yeah. then a limousine shows up. I'll be like, right on! I know! <laughs> and then the disappointment. Yep. <laughs> Uh, One time, I was at a servo filling up my car at night, and there was a hospital across the road. A man with no shirt on, wearing proper suit pants and formal leather shoes, ran ran from the dark across the road into the servo. I don't know why they keep saying that. It sounds like the name of a gas station. Okay. He was in there for five minutes, then sprinted back into the dark. I walk in to pay for my gas, and the guy serving me tells me that the, a random guy in suit pants paid for my $50 tank of gas. I have so many questions. Me too. Yeah. What, what the fuck? So weird. What is he just like standing across the street in the dark waiting for someone to come get I, gas and then runs up and pays for it? <laughs> I don't know. Runs back and stands in the dark? I mean, he could be doing worse things, I well, guess. Well, yeah, that's true. And why doesn't he have a shirt on? <laughs> I don't know. Weird. Uh, next one, I get precognitive dreams. It tur- it started with a very off-feeling dream that was just darkness and sadness a month before my mother passed from a freak asthma attack. But the dreams later got more and more detailed. My most unusual one was a dream of driving home to a house I'd never seen before and finding my dad working on a new white convertible, which I was surprised by. I found out we were moving months later. A year later, we moved into that house from my dream. And a year after that, he got a white convertible Mustang in the months since I had left for college without telling me. It hasn't been as specific since then. Mostly nowadays, I just get basically slightly more detailed deja vu. Also, they have all very different feel than normal dreams. Weird. That is so weird. I mean, if you're going to have prophetic dreams, why something like yeah, that? Yeah. What What's the significance of that? Yeah, that's not... Yeah, that's, that's a not, great point. I don't know. That's It's just weird. It is weird. Like, why bother? I don't know. Uh, one time, me and my brother and my mom were in a McDonald's drive through getting McFlurries, and my brother pointed to the sky through the car windshield, and there was a bike in the sky with a man just riding on it. What? It had balloons floating all above it, like an up. All three of us saw it. It wasn't imaginary, although my brother forgot this happened. He was still pretty young at the time. Me and my mom have not forgot. <laughs> that almost seems like a... Uh, like a stunt or something. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like some radio station or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. that's (laughs) freaking weird. Next one, I bought a pair of Bluetooth earbuds about six months ago. About four months ago, I went to use them and they weren't, and they wouldn't auto connect to my phone. Weird. I paired them and there were now two pairs of earbuds connected to my phone. Later, I found my other pair sitting on my desk. I've been quarantining alone. No idea where the extra set came from. 
Wait, so a second pair just showed up? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> Next one. I was nine years old and I had a dream that I got home from my friend's house. And as I open the door, out of the corner of my eye, I see a gray rat scamper along the side of my house. So I stand there for a second just watching it. Then I look down and a rattlesnake was right next to my leg. Of course I panic and step back and the snake strikes and bites my leg. I scream and roll around because my leg burns. Even in the dream, it burned. My father comes out, sees me on the ground, and I tell him I was bit by a rattlesnake. He rushes me to the hospital. I don't remember traveling to the hospital or checking in, but I end up in a bed and very distinctly getting a couple doses of antivenom, but it's too late. I die and I see my mother crying while holding my hand. I watch for a few minutes, then wake up. Weird-ass nightmare, right? But nothing to freak out about. So I go about my day, play with my friends and whatnot. When I was walking home that evening, I just randomly thought about my dream, so I stopped a bit away from the door and actually look around where the snake was in my dream. Motherfucker was exactly where I dreamt he would be and basically staring at me, but never does rattle. Then a fucking rat goes darting down the side of my house. I change course and go to the front door instead. I tell my dad about the snake. He goes out and kills it with a shovel. I haven't had another dream like dream that vivid of the future since. Still freaks me out though. Uh, I would like to have dreams if it if it stops something yeah, bad from happening. That I can see that's a that's a purpose. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Next one, about nine years ago, I was searching our file cabinet for a document I needed. I had piles of papers all over my bed, searched for an hour meticulously, could not find it. Suddenly, the TV across the room, which is not on, makes a clicking noise. I stop what I'm doing, look up, and over at the TV. I see nothing out of the ordinary, so I turn back to the pile of papers, and the document I had been searching for is right on top, like it was placed there. I look up, say thank you, put the papers that I didn't need away. Well, what else is there to say? I would have been like, you couldn't have done that an hour ago? (laughs) (laughs) No, whatever put it there, they're like, for fuck's sake, here. Seriously. (laughs) It's right there, right there, right there. No, you just pass it. No, (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Do it myself. (laughs) Uh, Next one, I climb up cell towers for a living. One time I was on top of a 350-foot tower waiting for some test results. I got hit in the face with a small object. It hit me hard enough to bruise my eye. No idea what it was or where it came from. Part of a plane? Giant bug? No idea. That is weird, though. 350 feet up in the air, you get hit by something? And then, like, it just goes away? That's weird. Hmm. That's, yeah... Next one, when my grandmother passed away, my brother was living out of state, so my parents and I cleaned the house out, and I moved in. We found a suitcase that my dad thought had the last of my grandfather's clothes. My grandfather died a few years before my brother and I were born, but I've always felt a strong connection with him. So I was really curious to see what was inside the, the suitcase. How big was my grandfather? What did he smell like? Unfortunately, the suitcase was locked. Dad said he'd look for the key, but really, we stuffed it under the bed and forgot about it. A couple years go by, and I stumble across the suitcase again. Dad hadn't found the keys, but my brother was had been learning a bit about locksmithing. I text him and ask if he would be interested in trying to open the suitcase. I'm still curious about what's inside. Uh, the suitcase was locked. I tried 
to open it multiple times, multiple ways, couldn't get the thing open. I took it over to my parents for my brother to try to open it on his next visit. My dad and I were standing outside talking when my dad falls silent in awe. My brother's standing in the driveway wearing my grandfather's clothes. They fit him perfectly, except for being an inch too long in the hem. Oh, wow, how'd you get the suitcase open, I asked. It wasn't locked, he said. It opened right up. Isn't this the coolest sweater? (laughs) It was meant for him. What can I say? Those clothes were meant to be his. (laughs) Isn't that hilarious? That's a cool story. I like that. He's like, what a great sweater. That one locked. (laughs) Grandpa was like, nope, nope, nope. Not for you. Not for you. Next one, I was laying in bed one morning and I felt pure evil at the foot of my bed. I can't explain it, but it terrified and paralyzed me, making me like a deer in headlights. My heart dropped and I felt the need to escape. It was early in the morning and my late husband was playing World of Warcraft on the computer in the living room. After a few minutes, I mustered the exact... No, where did I get that at? (laughs) I mustered the energy to run out of run the fuck out of my room. I ran to my husband and grabbed him, sobbing about this thing. Not even 30 seconds later, we heard the smoke alarm go off and it smelled like sulfur and the and an electrical fire in part of my room. In the part of my room, I felt that thing. Then about a minute later, the smell passed. There was no fire, nothing amiss, and everything was fine. I didn't feel that thing anymore. It just went away. I never felt anything like that before or since and I had a witness, so I know I didn't imagine the whole thing. I simply can't explain it. Something passing through. That's weird. Next one, in my early 20s, I had a lot of going on in my life. I left school and started a new career. I was engaged to my high school sweetheart, and my anxiety was building up. This was the mid-80s, and I wore a watch. It was a gold Timex analog watch that my father gave to me. I always set the watch on my bedside table before going to sleep. I was becoming very anxious about deadlines and found myself constantly checking my watch to make sure I didn't fall behind with anything. One morning I woke up, reached to my bedside table, and my watch was missing. I checked around the table, crawled over the edge of the bed to look uh, upside down under the bed. No watch. I got up, looked around the base of the bedside table. No watch. I showered, got dressed, checked my yesterday's clothes pockets. No watch. I checked in my other I checked in other parts of my house, no watch. I asked my fiance about it if she had seen it. She had not, and to this day I know she's telling the truth. The strange thing is that this morning was the morning of my first day, feeling like all anxiety was lifted from me. I felt one hundred percent better about everything, and my stress level was even better than it had been before. I never ever found that watch, and I've never worn one since. Like the watch was stressing them out? Yeah. Weird. I could see that. Yeah. And my last one, I felt my first husband die. I was on my way home. I was rushing. He had stopped answering my text and it was getting late. I knew something was wrong. I pulled up to a stop sign close to our house and felt him leave his body. The exact moment, even though it would take me another 45 minutes to find where his body was. He died in a freak home accident. Oh, that's sad. That is sad. And that's like creepy too that she felt it. Yeah. All right. It's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up. My mom just informed me that my first word was quote, 
<laughs> so I'm going to make sure my last word before I die will be unquote. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> One time I saw someone skipping rocks and eating a sandwich along the beach. And I don't know, he just tossed his sandwich in the water and bit the rock. <laughs> And he just stiffened a bit, but I saw him dying inside after realizing what had just happened. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is hilarious. <laughs> this morning while I was getting ready, I was watching Sesame Street. They were doing the bit where some clown was trying to wash his hands, but kept washing his feet. Oh, I've we've read done, that yeah, one. Yeah, we've done that before. It's Mr. Noodle. Yeah. <laughs> My mom ordered two different pizzas from two different places because she had coupons. And they both got here at the same time. So we oh, had shit. a Pizza Hut delivery guy and a Domino's delivery guy both standing by our front door. And the Domino's guy looks at the Pizza Hut guy and proceeds to sing, Why Can't We Be Friends? While the Pizza Hut guy just glared at him. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. That's something mommy would have done. <laughs> I got coupon. <laughs> One time in math class, my teacher was really pissed at us and he was yelling, do you even know basic math? Do you know addition? What's two plus two? Corey, what's two plus two? And poor Corey wasn't paying attention. <laughs> So I leaned over to him and whispered, seven, and he blurted out, seven, and I have never laughed harder, and I doubt I ever will. <laughs> oh, oh, that poor teacher. In seventh grade, I went to see a movie with a boy, and in the middle of it, he was like, do you want to kiss? And I was like, excuse me? And he pulled a bag of Hershey Kisses out of his coat. Do you realize what a good backup plan that is? <laughs> brilliant <laughs> once my friend was waiting for her mom to pick her up and she called her mom and her mom said i'm on my way the traffic is just slow i'm coming and my friend went mom i called the house phone <laughs> oh no it's stuck in traffic <laughs> in the living room <laughs> Sometimes I wake up with a very urgent thought on my mind, and it's usually pretty dumb, like Je suis en pomme or Root Beer Fairy Tales. But this morning I woke up and sat there for a second, and all I could think was, Tis I, the Frenchiest fry. I just laughed out loud in class. That's great. <laughs> So when I started my socio socio sociology course in college, my teacher started us off with, well, I guess we have to do icebreakers. I'm John, and I fear bears. Why do I fear bears? Because bears can run at 30 miles per hour, and Chester Zoo is 30 miles away. That means a bear can be outside this door in an hour. Why would a bear be here? Because they can smell fear, and I fear them. Um, that wasn't that funny. It's weird. Let's see. My English teacher accused me of plagiarizing an essay I wrote about my own life. My friend got accused of plagiarizing in junior high because she used the words sweets instead of candy, 
and our teacher thought the word sweets was too advanced for our vocabulary. What? Sounds like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. What an idiot. I hate that person. <laughs> In seventh grade, I met a guy and I forgot exactly how, but I came to the conclusion that his name was Steve. So every time I saw him, I called him Steve and he responded to it. So this just reinforced the idea that he was Steve. Then on the last day of school, I went to say goodbye to him because his family was moving out of state. I said something like, bye, Steve. And he responded with, bye, my name's Michael. And I never <laughs> saw him again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> I stubbed my toe and naturally I screamed, motherfucker. And then my dad poked his head out of the living room and said, you rang? <laughs> Hats off for the ultimate dad joke. <laughs> My sister's dad opened the freezer and a blob of ice fell on his foot and hurt him. And he was like yelling and hopping and shit. And I was like, hey, maybe you should put some ice on it, on that. Ha ha. (laughs) Once in kindergarten, a girl asked me to write Supergirl on her arm since I was the only kid who could write. So I wrote shit on her arm. And I hid under the table for like 30 minutes. Then the teacher found me and yelled at me, then called my parents, and my dad laughed so hard he (laughs) cried. (laughs) My my brother's friend was starting to apply for colleges, and one of the colleges he applied to required a three-page essay explaining what daring meant to them. So being the clever person he was, on each page he wrote one word with huge font, this is daring. And he later got accepted. That's clever. Cheating. But clever. Yes. <laughs> Whenever I'm sad, I just think about how the Welsh word for microwave is popty ping. That. That helps. <laughs> I need to start calling it popty ping. What is it? Let me see. Popty ping. Popty ping. As microwave? Yes. In what? Russian? Is that what she said? Uh, Welsh. Welsh. Pop to ping. Pop to ping. I like it. Just pop to ping it. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the looks? Oh my god. I want to say that to my kids. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Put it in the pop to ping. You have to, you have to record it. <laughs> be like, like I did what? Peyton that one time. <laughs> what was that word? Nerdle. For, what was that? It's the... Toothpaste, toothpaste on your yeah. toothbrush. The bead of toothpaste on yeah. your toothbrush. <laughs> I was standing on the bus back. Oh. Let me start. Okay. I was standing on the bus back from uni and the driver suddenly braked really hard and this girl flew across the bus and somehow I caught her and without thinking I said, I think you just fell for me. <laughs> and I shit you not, the entire bus applauded me. <laughs> Update. The girl has just added me on Facebook. Nice. (laughs) Oh, that was my last one. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. We also could use suggestions for stories you want to hear or documentaries you want to see or hear Listen to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen, and we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.